Hello and welcome to more Certa Paranormal Podcast. Uh, today we're going to be talking the Philadelphia Experiment. Philadelphia experiment really starts uh, with an author named Morris Jessup, and uh, he wrote a book called *The Case for the Flying Saucer*. And it was it was a really um, um, what do you call it? Scientific approach, uh, more than you know the average what was going on at the time. This okay. was the mid to late fifties. Because, I mean, he was a uh, an astrophysicist, and, you know, he was a real smart guy. And, right. You know, he took a very realistic approach to it, but didn't discredit it either. Okay. Um, so, one day he got a, he got a letter in the mail, um, just totally randomly, and uh, the first thing he noticed, it looked like it was made by a, it was written in a, in a real rush, and the guy, the guy that wrote it sounded crazy um now he basically wrote the letter to um correct Jessup on some of his theories in the book uh about the UFOs right and one of them was um Albert Einstein's unified field theory now in a in a nutshell unified field theory is the whole universe runs on a certain set of equations. Right. And if you could um, figure that out, then you could manipulate things like space and time. You, you'd basically have a key to everything. Um, so, uh, let's see here. Um, Jessup uh, ends up writing back and forth to this guy a little bit. The guy's name was Carlos Miguel Allende. Now, um, he claimed to be a, a U.S. Coast Guard in the 40s, uh, which he was. I was going to say, is there anything to back this? Uh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, so he told a story to, to Jessup um, and uh, said that he had witnessed um, an experiment in the late summer of 1943. Um, he was working on a cargo ship. Docked at the Philadelphia shipyard right next to the uh, destroyer called the USS Eldridge. Uh, he says around 5 p.m. the Eldridge um, started uh, being like illuminated by this weird green blue light. So it was glowing. Right. Okay. And um, he said it was very eerie. And then the um, the ship itself disappeared. The whole ship just the whole, vanished. The whole ship just vanished. Uh, but before it vanished, he said it looked like the sailors he was looking at on deck were, like, faded in and out like a hologram. Uh, okay. So it was like, you know, 
Star Trek or something. Yeah. Like yeah. And um, he said once the ship was disappeared, you could see like where the hull was, like the water was still this place, which is weird. This, this, like, so it's know. like it was there, but it was invisible. Right. Now, um, but though, yeah, right, he could see the water displaced, um, like the dip where the hull should be, I just said that, uh, and a few minutes later, the ship, uh, came back, but something just wasn't right, and he heard, something wasn't right, a whole fucking ship, (laughs) something wasn't right, so he heard, um, all kinds of screaming and yelling, and, and just everything was like hell on this ship, now, um, he says what he saw was um, uh, men that were fused to the ship, oh, like, like totally attached to it, like you know, arms and like some, yeah. you know, just everything, every, like every half a body hanging on right, the ship right. and stuff. Yeah. But they were still alive, oh. and uh, they were screaming, and um, some of the people um, were not fully back. They were like in this ghost state. Some of these people were like just wandering around the ship like they were insane. And, you know, um, he claims that a lot of them were hospitalized and stuff. So anyway, uh, Jessup um, kind of didn't know how to take it. He tried to get more information. And uh, Allende did send him back another letter a few days later, actually, um, correcting or not correcting, but um, he forgot a couple of things. And the things he forgot was <clears throat> when the ship disappeared, it didn't just disappear, but it actually teleported. And it was seen in uh, a Virginia shipyard, which was about 300 miles away. Um, and then it vanished. Um, Jessup tried to get Allende to, to give up more information, but he, he just couldn't. So, you know, Jessup was, uh, I guess, he was doing some research on um, on a new book, so when the Allende thing wasn't added up, what he did was he uh, contacted the Navy to do an investigation uh, to try to see what was going on with this guy and if they had anything to say. How that work out? Um, well, the Navy actually tried to find the guy, but they couldn't. And... Um, they didn't seem that interested in the experiment anyways. They just kind of like, yeah, okay, we'll get to it. So, uh, let's see. So, basically, um, Jessup gives up. He's like, all right, well, if the Navy doesn't care about it, it can't be that big of a deal. Right. Until, uh, you know, a couple, I guess a couple years later down the line, um, the Navy calls Jessup and says, we got this really weird package in the mail. And I think that you can help us out. So he uh, he's like, okay. You know, he goes and he checks it out. And uh, what it was was the uh, a package sent to the uh, the Navy um, uh, scientific division, whatever. Yeah. And um, <laughs> with a note handwritten on the letter that or uh, the the box that said Happy Easter. Nobody knew what the hell that meant. So. Um, what happened was somebody had taken Jessup's book and made all kinds of notes in the margins, like all around it, and crossing things off and changing things and correcting it. Now, the thing that was weird to the Navy was 
it looked like it was done by about three different people. And it was done in three different color ink and three different handwriting. And it looked like they were, like, conversing with each other at the same time. Oh, okay. So it was really confusing to them. And they uh, got Jessup to, to try to, like, uh, you know, see what was going on. And uh, Jessup's like, oh, this guy's handwriting looks familiar. And sure enough, it was this Miguel guy. And uh, he, uh, he tries to uh, figure that out uh, for the Navy. Uh, so the Navy ends up copying this book and giving it to their hire. Now, the copy part was the, the one with all the, the notes. Yeah, well, what does this have to do with the Philadelphia experience? Okay, though? well, it was all in this book. Okay. Now, the book talked a lot, uh, well, the notes actually talked a lot about um, UFOs mm-hmm. and um, propulsion. And it was, it was just stuff that the average person shouldn't know or, or just would have no access to them. Right. So it kind of, you know, made this valid. Like it was something to look into because, you know, who the hell, this person's either really, like, either really smart or really crazy. Right. And that was the thought on this. So, both. Yeah, maybe. Um, so a little bit, a little bit further down the line. So Jessup actually ended up getting called. And, uh, he would have ended up getting like what he wanted to know and uh once you have it later on that day he was found dead in his car huh apparent suicide yeah um what happened was he was in florida uh-huh. and he was in a public park like a parking lot and um <clears throat> the caretaker was uh was shutting the uh Shutting the gates off for the night, and before he could click the lock, he noticed the car was still running. And uh, the the car had a hose oh, from the exhaust yeah, yeah. to the back of the car. And by the time he got Jessup out, he was basically next to dead. He wasn't quite dead, but he was on the way. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so a couple odd things with the suicide was. The hose was actually, um, it didn't look like it was, usually when someone's going to do that, they just jam a hose in there and, right. you know, but this was done really neatly and it was actually wired to the car in a way that if you didn't know what was there, you wouldn't know it was there. That's interesting. So the thought was by some people that he started the car and was doing something in the car and ended up dying that way. You know, it wasn't. This is one of those things. It's like sometimes a suicide is a suicide, but sometimes it's not, and it looked very suspicious. Now, to why, me, why would someone set it up like that, though, if they were trying to just do a hit? You know, you think they'd want to do it, so it just looked like a regular suicide. Well, why does anybody do anything? That's <laughs> true enough. Um, the the weird thing was, it was like the day before he was gonna unlock this. Yeah. You know, answers. Now, to be fair, he just got out of a divorce, mm-hmm. and he had a book deal that was not going so good. Um, so he, he had some things, you yeah. know. But on the other hand, he had other things going that would, you know, make it look right, like, make make things look up to him. <clears throat> So it was, it's kind of one of the mysteries of, of 
himself, who knows? Mm. Um, but it was done in a way that, that was really suspicious. Right. Now, <clears throat> over the course, you know, obviously before he died, <laughs> be really weird. Um, yeah, he was writing with this Allende guy, and um, he told a story about how uh, two sailors were in a bar and they got into a fist fight, and uh, they just disappeared at the same time the ship did. Huh. And it was in a bar full of people, and it wasn't a newspaper. However, Jessup could never find the newspaper. Uh-huh. But that doesn't mean that it's just one of them odd little things that happen with the story. Now, the theory of where the ship went is is debatable to, to everybody. Because if it happened at all, you know, where did it go? Right. You know, some people theorize that it went to another dimension or it traveled through time. I don't know. I have a hard time with the idea of a ship just disappearing. Uh-huh. <clears throat> That's just me. Yeah, I mean, especially because it was only one person that saw it. Um, well, one person from another ship. Right. You know, the people that were on board the ship could easily have been... Right, but no one ever came forward. Um, <laughs> here's a funny thing. Um, in 84 or 86, uh, they made a movie about this. Yes. And uh, so this guy was watching it with his family started getting these flashbacks of, uh, of being on the ship uh-huh. and he uh, he actually went to a regressionist which you take that for what it's worth I don't really buy into that kind of stuff and uh, he uh, well first he went to like psychics and those kind of things and, and nothing was working they, they couldn't figure this shit out so he remembers being aboard the, the ship with his brother mm-hmm. and just before it Linked out, he, they jumped off together. Oh, uh, that's convenient. But they disappeared. Okay. And, and where he, did he say he went? He went to like twenty uh, or uh, twenty-one, whatever the hell. He ended up, you know, way in the future in a hospital. Oh. And periodically, he would blink into other years. Mm-hmm. Um. So. Uh, he had, like, visions of, like, the whole southern of the United States was underwater. You know, stuff like that. And this is before all the right. Ice Age shit. Right. So, uh... <laughs> ice Age. So, that's another thing to take for what it's worth. I mean... <laughs> probably not much at all. Um, so, um... The, th- the, the other thing is that they really actually did was called degaussing. And they would wrap this cable around the hull of the ship, and what that would do was demagnetize it, um, and it would goof up the uh, the, the German U-boat right sonar, sonar, and it would make it so the uh, the magnetic water mines couldn't. Oh, okay. So it would make it basically invisible to that. Yeah. Um, now the theory is, you know, the blue light and all that could have been basically man-made St. Elmo's fire. Okay. You know, because it did take a lot of voltage to do this, as you can imagine. <clears throat> so, you know, they theory, okay, well, it went up to, you know, Virginia. There is a canal. Yeah. But, I mean, instantaneous is instantaneous. Yeah. You know, three hours is three right, hours. Right, right. 
so it doesn't doesn't to me that doesn't explain why it was in in Virginia and then just blinked out. Right. Um, it, it's little things that <laughs> it's little things that are uh, that are like um, unexplainable. But the whole picture is basically unexplainable. So uh, or, or like unbelievable or whatever. Oh, know? it's, it's like, definitely unbelievable. Yeah. You know. Um, so. Like I said, they did make a movie, and I think they even made a sequel to it. I don't know how the hell they did that. I don't think I ever saw that, but the movie was good. Now, the reason why I was always interested in this story was when I was a kid, the movie was on, and uh, my mother's friend was watching us, and we were watching this movie, and she had mentioned that it was real, like it was based on a true story. Um, so ever since then, I was kind of like, it was one of those things that yeah, just kind of stuck with me, you know? Had, had an interest. I mean, not that the story ever changes because it's always the same. I mean, how could it change? The Navy wants nothing to do with it. They don't admit nothing. They don't. Uh, you know, all the players now are dead. Right. Um, you think information would come out about this though? I mean, because what do they have? Like sixty years or something? And then they well, I, I, I don't disclose information. <laughs> well, you, you know, another funny thing is with this. Uh, speaking of that, um, basically everybody forgot about this. It was just, it was a hot flash and then going. Um, then uh, an article in Playboy magazine, but the Greek Playboy magazine. Okay. Only in Greece it came out. And they had <laughs> talked about the ship. Yeah. So apparently after World War I, uh, World War II, uh, the U.S. sold the ship to Greece. And it was in the Greek Navy for however long but they didn't even know about it they didn't know, heard nothing about this story ever and uh it ended up getting scrapped uh in Greece. there were no remnants of, like skeletons sticking out of the wall or anything i would imagine they would have chopped all that out yeah. but the uh the neat thing about it is you know so it got scrapped so people out there probably still have knives and things that were made yeah. this thing. <laughs> so um i don't know i guess that's it in the nutshell um feel about it that's a hard one for me to believe it really is you know just that a ship can vanish like that well that's the thing it's all it's all hearsay yeah i mean it's a neat story and you know it, it is good movie material but yeah but on the other hand if it was true or not true we'd never know it's true <laughs> so i guess i'll put the uh put the coffin uh, the nail in that coffin because it's not really a whole uh, now, next week's show is going to be... Spirit Photography. Spirit Photography. Now, we're going to like do like a history of that? or Yeah, we'll go into the history of it a little bit. Well, you got to know the history. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, next week with Spirit Photography. 